This podcast is brought to you by Infinite Resources, a local staffing agency connecting diverse job candidates and central Iowa companies. Amplified. All right, welcome everybody to the Avenue Martinez podcast. It is the end of 2023, and I'm sitting here with Chris Noth, our business development manager for Infinite Resources. And we're going to talk about different topics, um, all related to business. So if you're a business owner, small business owner, or thinking about starting a business, we might be able to help you with some basic tips. Uh, so hopefully you stick around, listen to it. We're going to get into some topics. And if you have any questions or any feedback, um, shoot it our way. Uh, you know, go to AmplifiedDSM.com. Um, if you want to start a podcast, shoot it our way. Uh, if you want to start your business and want a consultation or, you know, just connect with us and we'll be more than glad to make time for you. So if you're a business owner or if you know somebody that's uh, uh, an entrepreneur or has the entrepreneur spirit, share this with them. Hopefully there's some nuggets of Wisdom. Wisdom. All right, Amner. So the next topic is risk-taking and the paradox of security. And so paradox, I looked it up. All right. A seemingly absurd or self-contradictory statement or proposition that when investigated or explained may prove to be well-founded or true. Okay, so people say they want security. (coughs) We all want stability. We all want life to have some measure of predictability right? We like structure. We like routines as uh-huh. people. Um, that, however, can be a problem at a certain point. Um, so thinking about the history of the company, your history and staffing, um, talk to me about, about this because so much of what we're talking about with marketing and with starting a business and growing that business involves taking risks. Yes. But taking risks is scary. Yeah. So, what is the young entrepreneur supposed to do? Thinking back to your experience, would you be sitting here today if it weren't for risk-taking? I mean, what what's an example of a right. time when you took a risk and it paid off or it was the right thing to do in the long term? Our nature is to survive and uh, to adapt. Um, and that security and all that, that routine and all those things that you were mentioning, that is what holds us back. Um, so you have to look beyond that. You have to trust yourself beyond the security blanket that, 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 that we've gotten with your job and your salary and your weekly paychecks. Because, um, you have to trust that once you take the risk, once you take that step forward, your natural instincts will kick in to survive and to adapt. And yet another one is like your creative fluids start to flow because now you are in survival mode. Mm. Now you gotta figure something out. Um so I guess that's kinda the the only thing I have to say about that. Um uh because i mean it, i mean i was looking for a job when when 
when this company came about too and i think we talk about this uh while we were prepping up for this meet for this for this podcast is like there's a lot of ingredients that have to come together for for this to kind of become you know come to fruition you know come to a to become a reality it's not only risk um and it's not only work ethic uh it their their ingredients and their elements that play into it um so you have to s- you have to kind of trust the universe almost and just kind of trust and know that like you're in the right path um and have trust in yourself that once you do take the the risk the leaving a job is a risk but once you have that then everything else will start to like unfold in front of you and then you just got to obviously you know work hard at it have ideas meet the right people you know tell your story all of those uh, little elements so i guess at some point we'll talk about like what are the ingredients for this for this magic soup that need to come into play that need to be thrown into the pot you became a member of the illustrious staffing industry in what year 2003 2003 what were you doing how this happen before yeah all right i'll tell the story so i was uh something about frosted tips <laughs> <laughs> so i had no path so high school dropout uh i was uh working odd jobs, doing a lot of drugs, bleached hair, um, you know, just uh, a lost soul, <laughs> just kind of like a floating, you know, the movie uh, American Beauty? Yes. Where this guy is recording the a paper bag, a grocery bag. Plastic bag. Yeah. and it's you're, just the, like, you're the bag. I'm the bag. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> And um, I was pumping gas, and then on right in front of me on the other pump, a friend from high school started to pump gas. I was like, hey, Fernando, what's up, man? What are you been up to? And, uh, you know, he had a nice shirt and, you know, dress pants. He was like, I don't know, it must have been lunch because it, it was daylight. He's like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm good. I'm working for a staffing agency, and I'm moving to Omaha to open a branch, and Hey, they might need a rep- they might need to replace me bilingual. You know, th- they need a bilingual replacement. So that's kind of where I was mm. like, bro, get me a you know, give me an interview. So, up until that point, I was interviewing, you know, for jobs that I that I thought I was qualified, right? For like more administrative, you know, office type jobs. And I was reading like what questions will they ask, you know, and what, you know, what's the best answer? For that interview, though, I was like, because I was flunking a lot of the interviews. I was like, screw it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to be me. Mm. Uh, and yeah, I didn't prepare for the interview. I mean, obviously I. What'd you wear? <coughs> a nice shirt, nice mm. button up shirt, long sleeve, nice khaki shoes. So I wasn't a bum. I was just. Blonde hair. <laughs> I was, yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I'm just, just trying to get a picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it was like longer too. So just. Mm. Yeah. So, but yeah, I went in and I just probably said the right things. They saw the potential in me and 
and I got the and I got an opportunity and that's kind of how it started. Okay. So you work as a recruiter for uh-huh. a period of years. You 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 work for multiple companies around the area. Right. And this continues until the 2010s, right? So right. fast forward a decade or so and then we come up on um a, a kind of a turning point when you decide you know what, I've been doing this for a long time. Maybe I want to try my own hand at this. Right. Right. So that, so when, in 2003, I worked for the first company, um, and it was a big success story in the staffing world here in Des Moines. Um, and that's kind of where I feel like that's my, you know, I went to school. I went to you know college or something. It was uh, a great experience. <clears throat> and then in 2018, I was working, or 2014, I started working for another local staffing firm, and we also built that company to a level of success. Uh, and that's kind of where I started to realize that um, I've helped a couple of people do it, mm. So I felt like I maybe I'm ready, you know, maybe I'm ready to do to do this. And I even um, my my last employer, my old boss, we still talk. We talked like three days ago because I had I ran into a situation and I called him and I to see what he would do. So we have a great relationship. He knew that I was eventually going to do this on my own to the point that I asked him to sell me part of his business like two years in, <laughs> which is pretty ballsy because th- I had no money. It's just this. <laughs> crazy pipeline you know mentality or like pipe like, dream i've got 50 bucks half a sandwich and yeah uh, sell me your business yeah. <laughs> that you start <laughs> um and he was so nice you know he didn't he took me serious which he didn't have to he was like yeah you know let's talk about it let's talk to your accountant it was silly you know um so eventually i kind of just decided to put an end to it to see what happens you know and that's what happened in 2018 in 2019, early 2019 is when I kind of officially kind of like claim that I, this this journey started. Gotcha. Well, there's one other thing I want to mention that's that's about risk taking. I initially thought this would be a separate little chapter, but this makes sense. So, uh, you tried to launch your own staffing agency. Was that around 2013? When was Uno staffing? 20, uh, I think 2014, 20, right before um, my last employer. Okay, I see. I, I noticed you skipped over that part when you were telling the history. Did you not want to talk about that? No, I can talk about <laughs> it because it's, a f- I mean, I guess it's, it is very important. I thought it would be like on the failures and like how to not give up. Um, but it was, so Infinite Resources is 2.0 of what Uno staffing was in 2013. Okay. Um, in between employers, I was like, let me try this, you know, uh, and it just didn't work out. So it was your own firm. It was my own firm, um, one client and it just didn't come to fruition. If many things happen, it put my marriage in danger, you know, like it just wasn't meant to be really, I don't know, whatever, you know. You took a it risk. <coughs> it I didn't took a work risk. out at that time. Yeah, it did not work out. And you kind of learn what not to do. That was basically mm. me learning can't work with my wife. You know, uh, my dream doesn't have to be her dream. Mm. And that was a huge uh, 
like breakthrough for me because we were getting in fights because like why you know da -da -da -da, like why don't you want to this is for good for the family and this, this, this. you know uh and then a friend of mine was like why does your dream have to be her dream mm. you know and, and it clicked so years go by i gained more experience i got i got a job in 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 uh in recruiting again helped uh my last boss build a company build a business and then when i started in 2019 i now i knew that i needed to like uh, uh, a new version of of what the original 2013 dream kind of was anything else that you learned from that initial failure to launch um i guess like that and then another time when i was i thought i was ready to be an assistant manager a year in on my first 2003 employee uh, employer um a year in i thought i was ready to be a manager for some crazy reason and i was mad that i that i didn't get it that and that 2013 experience Sometimes you got to accept the fact that you're not ready and it's not time. And maybe mm. trust people that are outside that mean well for you. Because if I would have gotten a, a manager role a year into that company, I would have failed. They would have set me up for failure. So I didn't get the job. Uh, on the 2013, it just sometimes you do got to be like ready to put it aside and let it rest let let it be like let it breathe and let it let it fail you know like because when that happened i don't remember it feeling like a failure i was just like almost like you hit a pause mm. you know when you get up and watching a movie you pause it you confidently know you're gonna come back right and watch it again and what did you lose what did this cost you that initial failure Oh, money wise? Well, like in general. I mean, was it was did it like mess up your whole life or was it just a minor setback? No, yeah. it w it didn't no, it wasn't um I think this is the tacky thing to say, right? Like but like failures are not failures. You do learn. And it's true. It's super tacky, but it's totally true. If you choose to look at your experiences, your fails as an experience as to learn what not to do, uh, and what worked a little good and what didn't work good, then you now I'm uh, uh, wiser for that. Mm. Uh, so then in 2019, then I I knew what not to do. At least the biggest part of the f the first failure, I knew not to do that part. So yeah, it's true. You gotta welcome failure. You gotta be okay with failing. You gotta be okay with mistakes. Did bad contracts. Even in 2019, I did a horrible deal that I, it was like fifteen to $20,000 worth of work and I billed them like $700. So you do it's really make, nice of you. <coughs> right? But yeah, you make big mistakes. So like mm -hmm. mistakes should, you should expect mistakes. You should expect bad things to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you do because yeah. if you do, if when they happen, you knew they were coming. Now you just, you know, figure out how to get past and it. And they're bad within 
in a manageable range, right? right? It's it's not something that ruins your life. It's no. something that it's a setback and you learn from it. But if you're too afraid to take that risk, you won't learn those things. You won't move forward. Yeah, it's perspective. So we give the problem the size. No? Does that make, does that? So if you choose to make this situation big and overwhelming and then that's what it'll <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. That's what it'll it, be. That's what it'll be. If you choose to give this this problem uh, a volume, high volume and high intensity and high, you know, stress levels, it'll be that. But if you choose it to be something that this, let me find a solution for this and then let the solution kind of take care of it. I mean, it's hard to do, but uh, I mean, I'm going through it right now. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of investment happening right now that you know it gets nerve-wracking a little bit you know so then but you gotta breathe in it out and just kind of give it some importance but don't let it drown you because then that's that can also i mean it you can drive yourself crazy absolutely so we've covered that initial failure you stuck with it and then you lived to fight another day right and so in the next chapter here we're gonna talk about the comeback the comeback. Yeah. You like that? <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah. yeah. 